And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, Farm Bureau's annual convention concluded Tuesday with a session on policy priorities for 2024. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall says the farm bill is the top issue. We stress the importance of getting a new farm bill done and how urgent it is to get it done now. Labor was another hot topic, especially around stabilizing the wage rate and ensuring that we can make progress on year-round labor workers. Another takeaway was the artificial intelligence and the need to seize the opportunities related to AI while ensuring that farmers' data is protected. A fourth takeaway relates to contract poultry growers. Our delegates called for a fair pay structure and more transparency among poultry companies. Duval says the policies begin at the grassroots county level. Then they rise up to the state level at their state conventions where they're discussed, and then it moves on to the national level where we finish that debate at our national convention. This year we had 350 farmers and ranchers delegates from all across the country. And I want to also share an important point. We surveyed them, and 99% of them are family farms, and two-thirds of them come from small to medium-sized farms, and that's based on USDA classifications. We really do represent a diverse agriculture in America. More than 80 speakers and 4,500 registered attendees were at the event this year. We had a great convention here in Salt Lake City. The energy level was high among our attendees, and they are very optimistic about the future and taking on new frontiers. We're all looking forward to getting together again next year in San Antonio, Texas. We invite every listener to join us. We want them to mark their calendars now for January 24th through January 29th for the AFEF convention. Now, delegates also voted to create new policy to address the growth of artificial intelligence in agriculture, which has the potential to enhance farming practices and conserve resources. But AFBF says privacy rights must be respected. Delegates also voted to stabilize wage rates for guest workers and revise H-2A and H-2B programs. They reaffirmed their support for increasing reference prices in the farm bill and maintaining a strong crop insurance program, including expanding eligibility to ensure more commodities are covered. Additionally, Farm Bureau delegates agreed to say in the rural communications section of the policy book, quote, we support vehicle manufacturers continuing to include AM radio in vehicles, end quote. Now, beyond policy changes, AFBF President Zippy Duvall and Vice President Scott Vanderwall were unanimously reelected for another two-year term. You can learn more online at fb.org. Well, new data out from the USDA's Economic Research Service shows emergency relief program payments are largely concentrated in North Dakota and Texas. In 2020 and 2021, the U.S. experienced 42 disaster events, each resulting in damages of at least $1 billion, including hurricanes, drought, and wildfires. The emergency relief program provides funds to assist commodity growers who suffered losses from natural disasters in those years. Now, as of January 2023, cumulative payments made through the ERP totaled $7.3 billion. USDA dispersed a large portion of this total $1.16 billion to North Dakota producers of corn, soybeans, and wheat who experienced flooding in 2020 and drought in 2021. Texas producers also received a sizable portion of payments, with cotton farmers receiving $510 million of the $909 million dispersed in that state. Producers in North Dakota and Texas received most ERP payments for revenue, quality, or production losses because of moisture and drought that occurred during the 2020 and 2021 crop years. 
Sustainable aviation fuel could grow into the largest new market ever seen for U.S. farm commodities thanks to the start of production at Lanza Jet Freedom Pines Fuels. However, groups in Midwestern states say they could miss out on the opportunity without low-carbon ethanol, which requires carbon capture and sequestration. Iowa Renewable Fuels Association Executive Director Monty Shaw says, quote, today and every day going forward, American farmers and ethanol producers are losing demand until we get carbon capture and sequestration online, end quote. Iowa Corn Usage and Production Committee Chair Dan Keitzer adds, quote, Lanza Jet Freedom Pines Fuels will use a variety of low-carbon sustainable ethanol, making this an eye-opening experience to what Iowa corn farmers could expect to be a part of, end quote. Now, no Iowa ethanol plant currently has a carbon intensity score low enough to qualify as an SAF feedstock. Only one plant in the U.S. using CCS is currently producing sustainable aviation fuel-friendly ethanol. USDA's monthly chicken and eggs report released this week shows December egg production increased 3%. U.S. egg production totaled $9.45 billion during December 2023. Production included 8.14 billion table eggs and 1.31 billion hatching eggs, of which 1.21 billion were broiler type and 97 million were egg type. Now, the total number of layers during December 2023 averaged 384 million, up 2% from last year. December egg production per 100 layers was 2,460. 62 eggs up 1% from December of 2022. All layers in the United States on January 1st of this year totaled 379 million up 1% from last year. The 379 million layers consisted of 312 million layers producing table or market type eggs, 63.6 million layers producing broiler type hatching eggs, and 3.83 million layers producing egg type hatching eggs. Rate of lay per day on January 1 of this year averaged 79.3 eggs per 100 layers, up 2% from January 1 of 2023. And also here as we wrap up today's program, partisan disputes that kept ag lawmakers from realizing a new farm bill last year are showing up again in a tug-of-war between feeding and farm programs. It's still a fixed pot of farm bill money, so the age-old farm versus nutrition program fight continues only more intensely. Ag Republicans and farm groups want more dollars to boost ARC and PLC support triggers. Democrats want to protect feeding and climate dollars. Iowa Senator Joni Ernst in a Senate hallway interview was asked about Ag Chair Debbie Stabenow's plan to boost crop insurance at the expense of ARC and PLC. We need more farm in the farm bill, bottom line. Um, all this little shell game stuff, we got to stop this. Uh, the SNAP program has exploded and we can't continue on a path like this. SNAP and other nutrition programs comprise some 82% of the farm bill. Ag Republicans argue Stabenow and Democrats must return food stamp funding to pre-pandemic levels. And I, I hope she understands that and that we've got to be serious about coming back to the table and negotiating what's in the bill. Now, however, Senate Ag Chair Debbie Stabenow recently said the same about the other side. We can get this done if people are serious. If, if people are serious about it, I'm serious about it. So in essence, the finger pointing continues. The old farm law lapsed in September with its outdated crop supports extended one year. But the clock is ticking as other disputes over spending bills, foreign military aid, border security and taxes eat up precious floor time before the party conventions this summer and fall election campaigning. A lot to pay attention to and watch for on Capitol Hill here in the weeks and months ahead as we try to get the appropriations fight figured out and try to get a farm bill figured out as well before the presidential election 
season nears closer and closer. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Thank you for joining us. As always, I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.